to have no interest in identifying with what the third dimension is going to do. It does not mean that you stopped acting in the third dimension. It does not mean that you stopped discerning the third dimension, but it means you don't have an emotional identification that the third dimension holds power over your equanimity. Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. This podcast is part of an online community at solaceandshine.ca. It is a platform for those yearning to remember their true purpose. We are coming to you from Ishtadev Niwas Ashram in the Purcell Mountains of beautiful British Columbia, Canada, within the unceded territory of the Tanaha Nation. The Solace and Shine podcast dives into teachings from the soul's ancestral roots. The teachings are here so that we may embrace the human experience and live it with beauty, courage, and creativity. These teachings will make you want to lean in and shine wholeheartedly together in community. Allow me to introduce to you our host and guide, Sanyasi Shivani. Shivani has worked as a medium and a spiritual teacher for the last 20 plus years. Through her dedicated practice as a renunciant and a teacher of yoga, she guides community through all aspects of living and embodying spirit through foundations of love, service, yoga ecology, and elevated esoteric teachings. Are you ready to embody your light? Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. Namo Narayan, and hello again. I am Chaitanya, a longtime student here at Ishtadev Niwas Ashram. Remember how confused we all were at the beginning of the pandemic? It rocked and continues to rock our foundations, doesn't it? Well, here are some answers and practical ways to navigate these new times within the dualism that makes our world. In this timeless lecture from the Niwas Karma to Dharma series, Sanyasi Shivani gives us an explanation of why this virus has come to purify and help us in our evolution. She explains how to navigate and utilize our emotions, hold our equanimity, and make decisions from the seat of the witness. Once you listen to this lecture a couple of times, you're going to want to get out there and practice it right away. It makes living in this mystery called life intriguing and will put a smile in your heart, even in the times that are challenging your beliefs of how you think things should be. Get ready to shed the layers of ignorance and dualism like a boss and practice living like the lotus. Namo Narayan, everybody. I hope everybody is doing well. I hope that you are all healthy and I hope that you are really excited about today's Karma to Dharma lecture. Um, this is a bit of a personal piece uh, because I really feel that we have a great opportunity right now to use this experience of uh, COVID or the coronavirus, as I have been calling it, um, to really, really shed some layers, um, which is really what this virus is asking us to do. It's, it's asking us to step up. It's asking us to, um, to do our work, um, to let go of the past. And because this is why it's the lungs, which is anahat, which is uh, attachment, 
and uh, the past and to really start to come into the present. Um, and so I've, I watch, I watch the, the general populace. I, I try not to put my head in the sand, although that would be very easy to do at Niwas. Um, but I try and I keep a, a finger on the pulse of what's happening in the uh, collective consciousness. And I've seen a few things lately um, where, you know, when this first thing happened, when this first thing happened and everybody was, you know, we're, we're in a crisis. Well, a, a crisis means a, a, a point uh, in the road that takes a, a bend we didn't expect. Um, and, and really a crisis is created by expectation. <laughs> Sorry. All right. A crisis is created by expectation because a crisis is a bend in the road that we didn't expect. Um, and the first yogi, the first rule of being a yogi for me is, is no expectation. I mean, expectations is a, is a very pitta quality, uh, you know, um, where there, there's the expectation of things. But when, when there's expectation without non-attachment, uh, you know, when we have non-attachment with expectation, it's called aspiration, right? Um, so we've got to shift expectation into aspiration and aspiration means I feel like we're going this direction. I feel like we're heading in this direction and at any moment that could change. And my center of gravity, my foundation does not need to be rocked by that. And I really feel that this is what our opportunity is right here where our center of gravity is coming up uh, into the heart. And we're really seeing how, uh, unstable we are because we've weighted a lot of our present based on the past because that's human nature that's what we do right um but can we can we hold the past in a state of wisdom without a state of attachment this is the question so i wanted to talk to you a little bit today about uh shiva actually and agnya chakra because Agnya Chakra is the, uh, the, the topping out point for fifth dimensional consciousness of which the heart is the foundation. And Agnya Chakra is also very much mirrored in Muladhara Chakra, which is the foundation of fear. So we've got these three centers, right, which actually creates a totality of our human experience. And which is really exciting. Like this is a really exciting time. And no, that does not mean it's necessarily comfortable. Exciting does not mean comfortable. Um, right? So you've got Agnya Chakra, which is this new way of seeing. You've got that happens because we have the foundation of the heart, which is the fifth dimension, which cannot you cannot have a functional paradigm of the fifth dimension and be in grief and be in attachment to the past. So this is a huge dimensional perspective that the collective consciousness is happening now. And of course that cannot happen. You cannot fill the glass from halfway up the glass. You've got to fill it from the bottom, which means Muladhara Chakra, which is fear is having a complete makeover. No pressure. We're exciting, not comfortable. Right, so Shiva, did you know that the root word in Sanskrit of she means auspicious? Okay. 
Um, and that's why this time is the time of auspiciousness. It is very auspicious that we are in a lifetime of such a drastic change. And what that means is that Shiva sees beyond the dualism. Okay, in our human experience with our egos, our eyes are connected to Manipura Chakra, our eyes are the Gyandriya of Manipura Chakra, and so our eyes see the dualism. Shiva's eye is the third eye that sees beyond the dualism. Now, when we first started having this, and everybody was saying about crisis, whew, that was a big segue. Uh, we, you know, people started, you know, using it as a vacation right? Which means a distraction. So Netflix went through the roof, you know, everybody was like sleeping in and you know, all of those tamasic qualities where we're just going to go to sleep until this passes. Well, you know, as we can see, it's, it's not passing as fast as people hoped to start with. Right. And that means that the crisis, which means their expectation of where they thought people were going to be and where they are is different, which puts people into a state of either trust or fear. And when fear comes to the surface, right, the, the foundational experience of fear is dualism and ignorance. Okay. I'm going to say it again. The foundational experience of fear is dualism and ignorance. If you are in fear, you are in a state of dualism and ignorance okay it's not personal it just is what it is so this is what i have started seeing in the last couple of weeks in the general consciousness and i wanted to bring it into this conversation and karma to dharma because i want us to bring it to the surface and i want us to look at it from a yogic perspective so we can use it to do our work and that is i have seen a lot of conspiracy theories and a lot of fear and a lot of um, dogmatic dualism coming to the surface in people, um, us against them, whatever them is, whether it's Bill Gates and his microchips or uh, the, the coronavirus being um, uh, uh, created in a lab rather than naturally found in bats, um, whether it's uh, the 5G uh, frequencies of, of, of internet or whatever you call it. Um, and that's why they put us all at home so that they can put up all these towers, which is, you know, going to radiate us like a microwave um, or just a, a, against the government in, in general. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> I think all of those are possibly plausible, right? I'm a, <laughs> I'm a little bit of a diehard conspiracy theorist, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that I believe them. It means that I don't discount any possibility of anything. <laughs> but the point, the point that becomes a yogic practice is, is a term called shakshi. Shakshi, which is an S with a, a, a accent over it, A K um, S I or S H I. It can be spelled S H A K S H I. Um, Shakshi. Shakshi means the witness. Okay, and the fact of the matter is, when you are identified with a dualistic reality, there is light and there is dark, and there is very bright light and there is dark, dark, dark.
And that's why I don't discount any of these theories. And we have to come into a witness. We have to be able to start to experience beyond the dualism, which is really hard because our samskaras or our impressions and our vasanas, our impulses, are wired to emotionally gravitate. Now, this is really important. Emotionally gravitate to the theory or to the story that our samskaras want us to believe is true. Okay? So, here's the thing. There's a couple of Sanskrit words I want us to really tap into this, this week, okay? So shakshi is the first one to witness, right? To go, oh, look, 5G. Oh, look, bats versus labs. Oh, look, Bill Gates with his microchips and his mandatory vaccinations. Um, to witness our emotional response. That's the teaching. That's the opportunity that we have in this moment, right? Because in this moment, our reality in North America is this moment. Now you can go down rabbit holes and you can research things and you can, but, but I can tell you this is that I can say only one thing with certainty. I don't know. Right? I don't know. And that is the place of the yogi where I can watch my emotions about things where I don't like any of those, those concepts, right? And I can watch my emotion. And until my emotional response has neutralized and I am presented with facts, then I can discern right action. But when I'm presented with theories and I have an emotional reaction to it, there is nothing less to left to do in that moment except clear the emotional identification because the emotional identification is fear okay so you have shakshi which is the witness then you have to start coming into viveka okay and that is discernment, right? And we touched a little bit on this a couple of weeks ago with um, Hari Kirtan. Discernment actually means judgment, right? To use your judgment, to use your um, faculties of bouncing off right and wrong, right? Now, but you have to learn to witness the emotion and to disidentify the emotion from facts before you can discern right action. Okay. And sometimes that takes a while. Sometimes that takes a bit of effort. Sometimes it takes a lot of effort. Um, so Viveka allows you to see, okay, the real from the unreal. Okay. And we can discern the real from the unreal when we are not perceiving it through the dualism of the third dimension. And remember, the dualism of the third dimension is birthed through Swadastan Chakra which is the home of the samskaras, which is the home of our emotions, 
okay? So it's not that you're not allowed emotion. This is not what I'm saying. You are absolutely allowed to experience any emotion. You are allowed to feel right down to the depths of your being, absolutely. What I am saying is that the teaching is to witness those emotions, not as to project onto the outside, but to discern what is happening inside of you. Okay. And this is, this is how yogis will use every external experience as an internal purification. Okay. So then we come from Viveka of discernment between what's right and what's uh, real and unreal, right? What is beyond dualism and what is identified with dualism. And we have to come into Vairagya. Now, Vairagya, Patanjali's definition of Vairagya is dispassion. Okay? You have no interest, right? Do you have no interest in what the third dimension is going to do, right? To have no interest in identifying with what the third dimension is going to do. It does not mean that you stopped acting in the third dimension. It does not mean that you stop discerning the third dimension, but it means you don't have an emotional identification that the third dimension holds power over your equanimity. Take a moment so you can write that one down because no, I can't repeat it. <laughs> That's why I love this video thing. You can rewind. All right. So vairagya is uh, non-attachment, which is dispassion, which means you have no interest, right? Now, there is a difference between non-attachment and detachment, okay? Detachment means a lack of connection, and of course, which is the opposite of yoga. Okay, we're not talking about detachment. We're not talking about head in the sand, detaching, right? Not caring about what the third dimension is doing. Okay, we are talking about non-attachment, which means that you don't have an attached identification to it that will waver your equanimity. It doesn't mean that you turn a blind eye. It doesn't mean you don't come into right action. Okay. For example, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we saw that the actions of the Indian government had thrown millions of people into a state of starvation because they wouldn't let them work because they're in lockdown and they're hand to mouth uh, cast. Um, we saw that. This is a fact. It was not an emotional thing, experienced an emotion clear the emotion. The emotion does not change the experience. Well, what is the facts? The facts is this is happening. What do we have the discernment and the power to do? We had the power and the discernment to send money through a trusted source that could create rations, that could have food delivered to over 100 families. We did not see it have an emotional reaction, I can't do anything, turn a blind eye and pretend like we didn't see it, that would be adharma, which is not in right action. We saw it, had an emotional response, cleared the emotion, discerned right action, saw the pathway of right action open up, came into action, and was able to fulfill what we could do. Now, 
we know that we are in right action with what we can do and we have to be non-attached to what we can't do right so this is like just one sort of you know uh real-time way that that i'm trying to explain this to you so that you can see it in action okay um so detachment means head in the sand not looking at it can see that there's something not right can see that there's something we could do but don't have the courage or in too much fear right if we were in too much fear for our own well-being we would hold our money tighter and we would not send it because we're in fear of our own survival this is not right action right action was to give so we gave right and then we trust that when we need food on our plates food will arrive okay or the garden will grow right so detachment means lack of connection this is not what we're talking about we're talking about non-attachment which is about the emotional identification okay and then that leads into aparigraha which means greed okay because when we're in a state of fear we think of ourselves first which is necessary right you cannot help somebody else if you are depleted if you do not have uh you know your basics taken care of and it's only one side of it you, we've got to go from the negative to the positive to the transcendent you've got to go from the negative am i okay not that that's a negative to think that you're okay work with me all right there's three stages right the negative or the tamasic is am i okay then we go are you okay and then we go what is needed for all to be okay right okay so a parigraha is non-greed but this throws us into a state of apasya apasya okay apas apayasa apasya oh rab i'm dyslexic in any language which means perseverance and that's really what we're in right now we're in a state of perseverance now patanjali says that um abhayasa is the effort towards gaining stability in his case he's talking about stability over the fluctuations of the mind but the outer is the same as the inner right the outer world is the same as the inner world so the fluctuations and the instability of the outer world mirrors the instability of the fluctuations of our own mind so abhasyasa means the effort it takes to create stability in a space that is holding instability as its reality and this is the practice right now is to come into that state of perseverance and that means showing up for your practice every day that means doing your mantra every day that means checking in on this blog every day or this uh this forum every day if that's what your practice is um this is the practice we have to be very steadfast in our commitment to the higher self to a expanded state of consciousness to a uh to the soul to the divine at this time because if we don't we will get sucked into the dualistic world and be thrown around like ping pong balls or um uh the the machine with the ball anyway sorry um to be able to uh still that and not be thrown around and have our stability and our faith um rocked okay so this is abhas yasa okay and aparigraha is non-greed 
Vairagya is non-attachment or dispassion, as Patanjali says. Okay. And then Viveka. So what do we do when somebody is, uh, when we are, when, when the outside world is bringing these very dualistic, very split dualistic um, states, you know, you have people saying, well, we should just go all about our business like Sweden is doing and create a herd immunity, blah, 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 blah. You've got other people saying you have to stay home. The other people, you know, like very, very dualistic out there. Um, and what do you do? You go, okay, can I hold a state of equanimity in the face of this? Do I, can I discern what is truth and what is untruth? What is real and what is unreal when it comes to microchips and that for me? No, I can't. I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So then I have to bring my circle closer. Okay. Can I discern what is real and unreal without fear about what this virus is doing, uh, whether it's a hoax for 5G or mandatory vaccinations, or if it's something we need to take care of. For me, no, I don't know. So I have to bring my, my discernment bubble closer, right? Do I, uh, can I discern the, the truth of, um, whether or not if this virus was to go through our community and it requires people to be hospitalized um, and uh, there's only so many ventilators and there's only so many beds and then people are going to have to decide who's sick enough. Yeah, my husband's a nurse. I know how many ventilators are in Cranbrook. I know... Uh, I've had friends, people, real-time people, know people in Italy um, who have gone through this. So yes, I can, I can, I will hold that without fear that this is a fact, and then I can discern my actions appropriately to that. So that's kind of where I am at right now. I'm sitting at Niwas as much as possible. I go to the supermarket. I don't go out. Ryan hasn't had play dates. You know, we're trying to trying to do as what we can. But that's where I'm at, right? The fact is, anything big wider than that in the dualistic world, I don't know. And it's important to say I don't know, not that is wrong, because if you say Bill Gates doesn't want to do that, for example, right? Do you know? Because if you say it's wrong, then you are just creating more dualism, right? To witness is being willing to watch it without choosing a side. And once you have come into the place where you feel you hold enough awareness to hold what is right action for you in this moment, then make sure that there is not an emotional identification hooked into it. Right? Try and say that again. Okay. If you feel that your bubble of where you stand on different things, right, is truth, this is happening, this isn't happening, this is the way it is, blah, 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 blah. yes, right, wrong, yes, no, black, white, blah, 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 blah. If you feel like you can hold a stand to one of those spaces, can you do it without an emotional identification? Okay. 
that for me is the barometer of whether or not I'm identified with what I feel is right action or whether I'm not identified with what I'm feeling is right action. So action may stay the same, but it's your emotional identification that shows you whether or not you're in dualism or witnessing it beyond dualism. Okay. Um, so this is, these, these are the points. These are the um, points that I really want you to sit with. What do you stand hard and fast on? And do you have an emotional response to it? And to witness, to witness and be willing to say, I don't know. If this became fact, I would form an action plan around what I was able to come into action for. The rest of it, we have to let go. We have to surrender. We have to trust the divine, right? We have to trust. And we have to be able to let go enough to not be attached even to this body, right? If it is your time to go, if it is your time, it's been written, pre-written long before this moment. So don't worry about it, right? In this moment, can we be kind? In this moment, can we give? So aparigraha, non-greed. In this moment, can we listen? In this moment, can we watch? In this moment, can we aspire and can we plan with non-attachment to what is going to be? Right? Where our emotional equanimity is our most beautiful flower of the flower of trust. Our emotional equanimity, right? You have the seed of trust grows up through the equanimity. If the stalk comes over what too far, the whole flower falls over. The seed must grow through emotional integrity and emotional equanimity. And that blooms the flower of discernment and right action, which is dharma. Okay, so have your sunflowers planted because they're absolutely beautiful and you are the sunflower. So have that seed of trust planted and know that you're planting the seed of trust when you are aspiring for emotional equanimity. And then you'll know that because without emotional identification, you will discern right action and you'll be willing to come into that right action and you'll be willing to stand for that right action, but without the emotion. Okay. The emotions are not bad. They just show you where your work are. That is, that is all right. They just show you where, where the opportunity lies. That's it. So beyond dualism, the flower of trust and the eye of Shiva. May we all step into auspiciousness. May we all give any time you think, I don't have anything to give. I don't want to give to that. I don't, you know, give 50 cents, a dollar, 
an hour of your time. Just give just a little bit. Not because what you think that thing is necessarily worthy in your opinion, but to unwire that fear response of muladhara in you. Just give, whether it's time or food or money or whatever. Just keep that flow coming out because the more the flow comes out from there, the more the flow will rush in from there. And that is what we're wanting to do. We're wanting to become hollow bones in this um, opportunity for a different, a different dimensional paradigm perspective. So that's where we are today. That's where I'm at today. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing the questions on the uh, forum, the comments on the forum. Tell me what you loved. Tell me what didn't make sense. Um, I might actually recommend you to listen to this one twice uh, because even I know it, there's a lot in there. Um, may you be well. May you be healthy. May you be abundant. And the one that I. Thank you for joining us in our Solace and Shine podcast. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and share it. We would love to hear what inspired you. And if you have any questions or topics that you would like for us to explore, please leave a note in the comments. Also, if you would like a daily dose of connection and raising of your frequency, join us on We Are, our online community. You can find the link in the podcast description. Follow the link and you will receive two weeks for free. See you soon. And don't forget, soften and expand.